Welcome to the Injury Law Pod, the podcast that explores and demystifies the complex world of personal injury law. Each week, Missouri personal injury attorney Eric Bartlett dives into the legal issues surrounding personal injury cases to help you understand your rights and options when seeking justice and compensation for personal injuries. Join Eric as he shares his experience and real-life case studies, interviews guests, and answers your questions about personal injury law. The information Eric shares will help level the playing field if you have a personal injury claim. So sit back, relax, and let's explore the world of personal injury law together. Hello and welcome to the Injury Law Pod. It's a heck of a name, I know. It actually took a while to think of that name, even though it's fairly simple. And the whole idea is to keep it simple. We want to keep this whole podcast simple. We're going to deal with the complex legal issues that make up my world, personal injury. But we want to try to do that in a simple and, you know, in a not too serious way. So I hope you liked the Austin Powers themed music that brought us in. And again, just carrying through with the idea that we want to stay simple here and, um, you know, not be intimidating. I think a lot of people think of lawyers and the legal process as intimidating. And there's certainly a time for us to be aggressive when we're dealing with insurance companies or maybe other lawyers that work for insurance companies, but, you know, for learning more about the process, I'm thinking let's keep it on the lighter side. So on this podcast, we'll try not to take ourselves too serious. And um, with that in mind, the Austin Powers theme, his constant battle with Dr. Evil, you know, that's how I view our role. Um, We're in constant battle with the insurance companies uh, who want nothing more to make money. And how do they make money? By getting paid premiums and then paying out as little as they have to. And that's my world, working uh, to deny the insurance companies of their ultimate goal uh, which is making large sums of money at the expense of injured people. And we see it every day in many different ways, whether it's car accidents, work injuries, somebody falls because of a dangerous condition, whatever it may be, we deal with insurance companies who have taken on the risk of insuring against these things happening. But then again, they generally want to fight Uh, as hard as possible in order to pay out as little as possible. So who am I? I'm Eric Bartlett. I'm a personal injury lawyer of 27 years. I am a partner here at Northland Injury Law, and it's all I've ever done for really a little longer than 27 years because I started as a law clerk and they were already doing 
injury work around here when I came along. And so I've seen pretty much every way that someone can get hurt, uh, generally seriously. Um, and it's because of somebody doing something they shouldn't have. So I've seen a lot. I've dealt with a lot. I've tried quite a few jury trials involving injured people and um, feel like I know the ins and outs of this world pretty well. So every day I get calls or I have people I know that have questions. And generally speaking, I'm telling people on the phone answers to these questions that I just hear over and over. And some time ago, I started doing videos and I kind of had to put those into one minute clips. And I like that, give an overview. You know, we get it out there in a lot of different channels. Um, but I've kind of gotten to the point where I was thinking it's time for a deep dive. It's time to really start going into these frequently asked questions or maybe it's issues that are currently hot topics and, you know, giving them more than just that one minute, two minute overview. This way in a podcast, you can really unpack things. You can take your time, kind of go through all the details and really help people have a good understanding of what it is that we see all the time that is very likely to become an issue in somebody's life. So I'm pretty excited about the idea that, again, there's no short time span on this. I mean, we're going to try to do these podcasts each episode about 30 minutes long. Um, so, But that gives us lots of time to unpack these issues and questions and things that we just continually see over and over. And hopefully what we accomplish here is that whether you've unfortunately been hurt in an accident uh, and you were searching around and stumbled upon my podcast or somehow, or somehow you came across it and you're able to be prepared if for any reason you ever are in the situation, that's our whole goal here is just to get people suited up and ready to go in case they ever find themselves in this situation. So we're going to also plan on having guests from time to time. Uh, I may even have a regular co-host, uh, another lawyer, who can help me unpack some of this stuff. But either way, I plan on covering a lot of ground on a lot of all the different issues that surround the personal injury world. When I was thinking about the podcast and a good way to maybe start it out, I thought, well, what is sort of the number one thing that I get asked about the most? And it is probably car accidents. 
And so I thought, you know what? Let's start a podcast and let's do a series called The Anatomy of a Car Accident Injury Claim. And basically have about seven episodes dealing with each stage of a car accident injury claim. And so that's what we're going to do. And today on this very first episode, we will start with before the accident ever happens. Because why not, right? Again, if you're lucky enough to have found me and you can listen to this before you are ever involved in any type of a car accident, then good for you. That Make sure you take some notes and you pay attention. If you've already been in an accident, maybe even some of the things I'm going to talk about in this before the accident happens episode, maybe you already did, but you didn't necessarily know how important it would be. So this should benefit you either way. And here's what we've got to realize is that what I always tell people I know is that I make my living on car accidents, not airplane accidents. And what do I mean by that? Well, there's a lot of car accidents every day. As I know you're aware, wherever you live, you know there's a lot of personal injury lawyers out there. You probably have seen a TV commercial or a billboard or something of that nature. And as many lawyers there are doing personal injury, there are that many accidents that happen every single day. And so if you're out on the roadways in a vehicle or as a pedestrian, bicyclist, whatever it may be, there's a high likelihood of being hurt in an accident. According to uh, a report that was done by an insurance company, 77% of motorists in the United States have been in at least one accident in their lifetime. And for every 1,000 miles that you drive, your chances of getting into a car accident are one in 366. The average driver will file an insurance claim for an auto collision once every 17.9 years. And this means the average person is going to experience three to four auto collisions in their lifetime. And every year in the United States, car accidents cause 32,000 deaths and injure 2 million people. Car accidents are the leading preventable cause of teenage death. So it's all around us. There's a lot of cars out there. We're out on the roads all the time. This is the real life stuff that we're dealing with. So where do we start? Well, we start with insurance. And so here's the crazy thing. As much as I do not like insurance companies, you absolutely must have insurance on your car. So why is that? Well, first, as a responsible citizen, you need to have insurance on your car so that 
I guess, A, you're driving it legally because the law requires you to have insurance. And B, you are prepared if you cause somebody injury in an accident or you cause property damage to their car. You have done the right thing and you are prepared in the event you cause a problem. Plus, if you have significant assets and you want to protect the things that you have, you need to have car insurance. You need to have lots of different types of insurance, but today we're talking about car insurance because that way you have that layer of protection between you and damage or injury that you cause somebody else. So when it comes to yourself, why is it that you would want to have car insurance? I think most people get the idea that protecting against problems they cause is a good reason to have insurance. But truthfully, if we just want to be selfish about it, you need to have insurance for you. I don't know if you've been out on the roadways lately. I bet you have. And I bet you've noticed a lot of expired temp tags. Seems to be everywhere. I scratch my head on this. Why? Why are so many people not paying the taxes on the car that they bought, going and getting it registered and getting appropriate licenses for their vehicles? I don't know that answer. It must be a sign of the times, maybe economic times. But what I do know is this. If somebody's rolling around out there with an expired temp tag, there's a high likelihood they don't have insurance. So they probably had to get insurance when they bought the car. They had to show the dealership, I've got insurance. They got the temp tag. And then once the tip tag expired, that was it. The insurance expired as well. So if that's the case, what happens when that person runs into you and causes serious damage to your car, serious damage to your body, and a significant disruption in your life. Well, you better have insurance on your own car and hopefully you don't go cheap. So let's break it down a little bit. What kinds of insurance should you have on your car? People will say, oh, I've got it. I've got full coverage. Yeah, I've got everything I need. So get this, full coverage, quote unquote, there really is no such thing. What most people are talking about is they've heard maybe an insurance agent say, listen, I'm going to get you full coverage. And usually what that means is that you're going to have coverage for your car and also coverage for, again, if you cause somebody injury or damage. But it doesn't mean you have everything that you could and should have on your auto insurance. So here we go. Get your pen, get your paper. 
number one thing you want to have on your own coverage is something called medical payments or medical expense coverage. So what is it? It's a coverage that is essentially no-fault coverage to pay medical bills that might come out of an accident. So whose medical bills? Well, anybody in your car. So if it's you and you're in your car and you're hurt in an accident, if it's somebody else's fault, you have this coverage available to you. If it's a passenger in your car and either you cause the accident or another driver causes the accident, that passenger of yours has access to this medical payments coverage. And what happens is, again, I said it's no fault. So basically, it's a matter of turning in the medical bills to the insurance company, and they reimburse for those. And it's great. It's about that simple. Now, some of the insurance companies have been tweaking it a little bit, and some of them write the policies that it's excess medical payments coverage or medical expense coverage, meaning they want you to run it through your health insurance first, and then they will pay any out-of-pocket balances or anything like that. Still a good deal, right? You know, it's better than not having the ability to recoup, especially let's say you have a $5,000 deductible or something on your health insurance. So you know, you're going to be out that kind of money. You got to remember if you go to an emergency room, an ambulance ride is good thousand dollars. And then an emergency room, depending on what they do for you, if they start taking any kind of CT scans or anything like that, Next thing you know, you you may have a ten to twenty thousand dollar emergency room bill. So, even if that runs through the health insurance, there's going to be out of pocket to you. And wouldn't it be nice to have that covered? The other thing is this: most of the ambulances anymore, what we see is that if they know it's from an auto accident, they won't even accept your health insurance. They want to know about auto insurance. And why is that, you say? Because when it runs through health insurance, when that bill runs through health insurance, they have to take a contractual deduction off of their charges. That's how it works, right? You know, we always talk about some of the bill got written off. Well, so that's what happens is, say it's a $1,000 ambulance bill, if that goes through health insurance, they have a contractual agreement So the health insurance writes off, say, $800 of the bill, whoop, just cuts it and pays $200. Or if you have the deductible, says you owe $200 of it. So that's the beauty of health insurance. But ambulances, the the ambulance companies, they know, right, that that can happen. So what they do is say, no, 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 no. We know this is an accident. We know there's probably auto insurance out there somewhere. So what we are going to do is we want to know that information. We're not going to submit it through your health insurance because they don't have any contractual agreement with the auto insurance companies. 
So if they submit their bill and they can do it under Missouri law, they very likely can get paid dollar for dollar on their charges. So that's another wrinkle because if you're faced with that, again, the more insurance you have on your auto coverage, then the less you have to worry about because it's going to take care of those bills. So medical payments, medical expense coverage, no fault coverage to pay medical bills. So what's this look like? How much? How much can you get? Well, depending on the company, you can get anywhere from 1000 to probably 100000 of medical payments coverage. What do I normally see? I see a lot of people with $1,000. And guess what? Mm, it's not great. I see the next layer is $5,000. And beyond that, you just don't see anybody going much higher than that. Occasionally, we see a $10,000 med pay policy. Um, so here's my suggestion. And it's going to be my suggestion, again, on other coverages. When you shop or go shop, find out the difference in price between, say, $5,000 of med pay coverage and $25,000 of med pay coverage. And the difference between $25,000 of med pay coverage and $50,000 of med pay coverage. And just see that more than likely you're going to be surprised that it's just not that much more expensive to have really quality amounts for that coverage. And again, if you're in an accident and you're scrambling around because of medical bills and, you know, you don't, and for example, what if you don't have health insurance, right? If you don't have health insurance, you better have a high med pay coverage on your auto policy because you're going to need, it. excuse me, you're going to need it. You want to make sure you're well protected in case you find yourself in that situation. Um. What else do you need to have? You need to have uninsured motorist coverage. Here's the good news for you. You've got it. If you have a policy in Missouri or Kansas, then you've got uninsured motorist coverage because it's required in both states. So that's the good news. Now, the big question becomes, how much do you have? And I'll come back to that in just a second because I do want to talk about another coverage that there's probably a 75% chance you don't have. And it's called underinsured motorist coverage. So there's uninsured motorist coverage. Very straightforward, right? The other person that hit you doesn't have insurance. Boom, you're covered. Underinsured motorist coverage, what is that? Well, the other person had some insurance, but it's not enough to cover the full value of your injury claim. So pretty easy example on that. It takes $25,000 in Missouri to be legal with your insurance requirements. So you have to have a $25,000 policy of insurance when you get auto insurance. And then you get a card, right? And then you can show a police officer, hey, look, I had insurance. That's what it takes. 
And a lot of people, if they're not uninsured, well, then they've got the bare minimum. So again, they hit you and they cause serious injury, serious damages, and there's $25,000. And remember what I just said earlier? You go to an emergency room, get taken there by ambulance, you may just eat that up with those two visits. I mean, the ambulance ride and the emergency room. That may take 25 grand right there. Uh-oh, but what about your lost wages? What about the surgery that you have to have? Or what about the physical therapy that you need? What about the injections that the doctors are wanting to give you for pain control or otherwise to reduce inflammation in your back to try to get the pressure off of a nerve? Yeah, there's a problem. All of a sudden, there's not enough coverage from that other driver to cover everything that is coming out of this accident that you're having to deal with. Because here's the deal. This is on you until it's not. And by that, what I mean is when you're going to doctors, when you're going to emergency rooms, when you're going to physical therapists, when you're going all the different places, when you're missing work, that's on you. Auto insurance companies don't pay bill by bill. They don't pay you while you're missing work. They pay one time, and that's in a settlement. And so as you go along, you've got to make sure you've got things in place that are going to take care of you when all of this shakes out. So underinsured motorist coverage, uninsured motorist coverage. Again, uninsured, you're going to have it if you've got an auto policy because it's required, but underinsured, there's a good chance you don't have it. You make sure you have that. And so then the big question is how much, right? Well, again, don't go cheap. So many people just have that mindset of what's the minimum I need to, to get by, to get legal. So that if I get pulled over, I'm good, right? But that's not how you have to look at it. First off, you really need to look at it as a responsible citizen. Look, you're out there. You're driving this instrument of potential death. It's pretty dramatic, right? But it's true. I, I, cars cause deaths all the time. And so as a responsible citizen, we should be ready with what we have put into place to make sure we can cover damages that we have caused. So that's one great way to look at it. The other one is, of course, protect yourself. And again, that's the easier one for me to sell, right? Hey, make sure you're taking care of yourself in the event somebody causes you serious injury. Look, I've been doing this for 27 years, and weekly I see a situation where somebody is calling me, you know, they can have catastrophic injury. Somebody can be killed. It could be really, really bad. And they are hit by somebody driving a 25-year-old vehicle who is just thrilled that they went down and got $25,000 of coverage. And that's not 
a good place to be as the injured person. So you need to look at absolute, absolute minimum would be $100,000. But here we go. I want you to start looking at what's the difference between $100,000 policy and a $250,000 policy. Is it that big of a jump? And weigh it out. I mean, what's that look like over six months? And then what's the difference between one of two things? You can either do, if you get $250,000, then you can get an umbrella policy. And, you know, we can talk about an umbrella policy in a later episode, but that's something there. Usually those come in million-dollar increments. Um, And generally speaking, those are there to provide coverage, again, if you cause the accident as opposed to providing you with extra uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage. But you can also look at the difference between a $250,000 policy and a $500,000 policy, or the difference between a $500,000 policy and a million-dollar policy. Can really, there's different levels there. And again, you just might be surprised to learn how little difference there is to make those jump jump ups. So you got to do your homework. You got to make sure you put into place the insurance that you're going to need if catastrophe strikes you because of somebody causing a car accident and you're the the victim. You're on the, the wrong side of it. What are some other things that you can do to be prepared? I've done videos on dash cams. You should have a dash cam in your car. There are tons of dash cam options today. So why do you need a dash cam? We get calls from people and they say, this other driver ran the red light. This other driver turned in front of me. I had a green arrow. They had to yield. This other driver ran a stop sign, whatever it is. So one of my first questions, were there any independent witnesses? No. Okay. Is there anybody that can back up your story as opposed to their story? Oh, yeah. By the way, their story, that other driver, it's always, no, I I had the green light. Yep. The person that's calling me, that other driver is saying, no, they ran the red light. So now we have... He said, he said, she said, she said, right? He said, she said, however you want to characterize it. But we've got word against word. And if you're going to make an injury claim against somebody else, you have the burden to prove the claim. And if you don't have an independent witness something of that nature, if the other driver hasn't confessed, so to speak, you got to have something. And so guess what a dash cam does? It captures the color of your light. It shows everything that went down in front of you. And now you're in business. And it's also good because let's say you get out of the car and somebody that other driver that just caused the accident starts spouting off, right? Oh, you ran the red light. You you say, I got a dash cam. You sure you want to stick with that story? So 
go research, get a dash cam, have it running when you're driving, capturing everything that's going on out there. Because you and I know it's a crazy world out on the streets. And shockingly, people will straight up lie and they won't confess to what they did wrong. And if you're hurt and you're wanting to make a claim against that other driver that you know was in the wrong, if you don't have some way to prove it, you're out of luck. The other thing is this, um, all cars these days, all modern cars have data recorders in them. And so just be mindful of the fact, uh, you can also buy data recorders that plug into your car if you want to have more accessible information. Um, but all cars have data recorders. And so you want to know, you want to know that going in, because again, if you're ever in an accident and for some reason there's an issue as to who is at fault, if you think the other person was speeding, whatever it is, you want to make sure you put people on notice that you're going to want the data from that other vehicle. Maybe you want the data from your own vehicle. But we have used the data from these data recorders. Obviously, we can call them black boxes, right? Just like an airplane. But we've used the data from these black boxes to make cases that otherwise would have failed. I had a lady tell me that she began to make her left turn. And when she did, she was on a solid green light. So she had to yield to oncoming traffic. She told me that she started to make her left turn and it was clear. And when she got into the middle of the intersection, bam, this guy came out of nowhere. And she said he, and then sent her car flying, flying into one set of cars, bouncing off into another set of cars. So it seemed pretty evident speed was probably involved. Well, initially the insurance company for that other driver was going to deny the claim because the driver said, hey, I had a green light and she turned in front of me. There it is. Well, so luckily she reached out soon enough to me and we got the black box data out of that other driver's car. And sure enough, he was going about 40 miles per hour over the speed limit. And that's a problem for him. Because when you're making a turn, you're using your judgment. And you're using your judgment as to what you see ahead of you or don't see ahead of you, right? And somebody that's doing 40 miles per hour over the speed limit is creating a problem for, well, not only are they driving illegally, there's a reason we have speed limits, uh, but they're also creating a problem for the person that's having to make judgments as they make their decisions. So anyway, we ended up getting the policy limits from that other driver because our lady was really seriously hurt. So dash cams, Make sure you have those in the car. Data recorders. Uh, and make sure those dash cams that they're backing up the information somewhere so that you can get it later. Know going in that there are data recorders. By the way, insurance companies offer data recorders and they offer a discount uh, if you use their data recorder. 
you know, here's the thing. That's an insurance company monitoring you. Uh, so if they don't like how you're driving, um, they can also close out your insurance, right? Cut it off. So just keep that in mind. I prefer to have my own independent data recording going on. Um, so that's really what you need to know before an accident ever happens. You need to keep in mind, uh, again, if you're watching this, you need to get on the phone or the internet or whatever you do to figure out what insurance you should have on your car so that you're ready the next time you go out there on the streets. And you need to make sure that you're putting into place other technology that could help you if for some reason, again, you're in an accident and somebody decides that they're not going to be truthful about what happened. So I hope you found this first episode uh, helpful, trying to keep it simple. And this is only the beginning. So I look forward to doing a lot more of these uh, with you.